Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. Welcome back to Overnight America. I'm your host, Ryan Recker. Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook and at Ryan Recker on Twitter. We're going to talk about what could be released here pretty soon when it comes to the Maxwell transcripts and what does that mean for all the people that had ties to Jeffrey Epstein. A virtual learning company here in Missouri admits to releasing data on the students. What? Did you hear the um, comment from Joe Buck and Troy Aikman last night causing some controversies? Lots to uh, get to this hour, and, of course, we'll open things up for you to call. But first, I wanted to bring on a friend of the show, someone we've had on a few times. He hosts Spaced Out Radio. Dave Scott, how are you today? Man, it is always a pleasure. And I got to tell you, man, I was listening to to the uh, weather there that you're having there. I'm standing in freezing temperatures, and it was snowing today. Oh no! You're in the Vancouver region, right? No, I'm I'm about I'm about halfway up British Columbia, so oh, wow. it, it's yeah. yeah I'm not That's happy. Something else, yeah. Well, we're going through tomorrow a heat wave. We might actually hit a record high, but then it drops back down. But then again, are you pretty good at converting Celsius to uh, Fahrenheit? Because I'm pretty close. Have, I'm pretty close. You must have done that pretty quick in your head. That's impressive when you hear the Fahrenheit here in the states and you know what the temperature translates to to where you're at. Um, oh, it, you know what? When you talk to, even though I'm Canadian, the majority of my audience is in the United States. So mm-hmm. it's funny because even my wife says to me, you know, when you get done your radio show, you always sound more American than Canadian. <laughs> so you can do this in your head? You can convert quickly in your head? You just learn the numbers. That's okay, all. so let me, let me give you a number, and I want you to tell me what it translates to. Let's see how fast, sure. how close you are. Uh, 76 degrees Fahrenheit. About 24 degrees Celsius. You're dead on. <laughs> That's really good. That's like a bar trick where you go in and you could impress uh, people being able to do it that quick. Or is that just something all Canadians can do? 
you know what we we're so bombarded by americanization and i say that in a very polite and good way uh that we're able to to uh pick up on a lot of the nuances because don't forget i mean a lot of people my generation and older they grew up on the on the uh fahrenheit pound type system so to us it's still quite normal yeah. So I, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because a blog post you had up this weekend, and it really was moving to me. It's it's no room for bullying in the paranormal. And you talk first about a situation in your family, and then it goes on where you can spread uh, uh, and look at it within the community of the paranormal and ufology, and you just see somehow this... Um, toxicity that the internet seems to harbor for so long it leaks into pretty much every aspect of different things that people pay attention to um so i wanted to talk to you about that bullying and paranormal you're someone that is deep into the community you pay attention well respected in the community is this something that's widespread inside the community unfortunately i have to say the answer is yes and it's for a couple of reasons, okay? And this is just my opinion of it, and other people may have differing opinions. But the big thing that we see is there are no rules in the paranormal. Now, when I use the word paranormal, I'm using it as an umbrella term for everybody who hunts ghosts, everybody who is psychic, everybody who is out looking for UFOs and encrypted creatures like Bigfoot or Dogman. And there is just so many differing opinions because there is no educational system to this. Okay. And that is probably one of the biggest difficulties that we have in the paranormal because the advent of social media has not been kind to the paranormal world. It has caused a lot of friction, a lot of hate. Many very talented investigators of the phenomena have have quit because of bullying, harassment. They just don't want to deal with the the sensitivities that people have in the paranormal. And and you know, it's a great field. It's a fun field. And there are some amazing mysteries that can be solved or that we should be trying to solve. But because people are different, because people have different ways of investigating, everybody wants a television show because here's the thing. In the paranormal, there, some of the most popular television outside of the NFL is ghost television shows, UFO shows, hunting for Bigfoot shows. They're all over the place. I mean, you look at the Sci-Fi Network, you look at A&E, History Channel, and others, they are making millions of dollars on this. So what happens is you have a bunch of people out there who are watching these television shows saying, I can do that. I can be that next Dave Schrader, or I can be that next George Norrie, or I can be that next Bill Burns from UFO Hunters, or Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, because there is no formal training. All you need to do is learn how to get ghosts, learn how to use a camera, send in some film, and maybe you get a pilot. Maybe you get an opportunity. And this field is disgusting that way. I don't like it. And after going through what I went through, and we should probably preface this, that I've been dealing with a bullying situation at my son's school. My son is seven years old, okay, and recently he has had a couple of boys picking on him where it's got a little violent. 
And, you know, we've been dealing with that situation. And, you know, it's hard as a parent because when I, when I, any parent that goes through that where their child is being picked on, and more than being picked on, but violently picked on, you know, is there any more helpless of a feeling that we have as a parent? And because I host the show Monday through Friday, I was really, really looking at this because I was very emotional. And I started kind of looking at this entire field saying, you know, man, like there are so many brilliant people in this field. And there's so many cool mysteries that we could be putting our energies to into solving, whether it's life after death, whether it's life in the stars or hidden monsters that are in our forests of North America. But instead, we're more worried about likes and clicks and and whether or not someone is faking evidence or whether or not somebody is investigating the proper way and who's a jerk and who has an ego and who's lying about their credentials in order to to make themselves more popular in the field. And it's not pretty, and it doesn't have to be that way. So I wrote the blog just to kind of outline things that that I see on a daily basis. And it's not fair because here's the thing. The majority of people who listen to my type of programming, they are not investigators. They are not people who are who are going out on a weekend camping trip into the forests of the Ozarks or anywhere, the Rocky Mountains, looking for something strange to happen. They are people who either have a mild curiosity, a great curiosity, or people who have had their own experiences, but they don't have the strength or the power to speak up about it. So they come to my show to listen to it, to learn. And when you see the the combative nature of many people in this field, and all you have to do is go on Facebook or UFO Twitter and, and watch it happen. It, it, it really is a disgrace to something that we should all be taking a little bit more seriously because the irony of it all, Ryan, is the fact that so many people are whining and complaining that people like Ryan Recker or, or other people who are in the major mainstream media and in mainstream markets aren't taking this subject seriously. And we are our own worst enemies. And the only way you could deal with that is to admit it. Mm. I um, wanted to say, just in general, if people wanted to see the blog post, uh, space.radio.com, and under the commentary category, you just uh, scroll back from this past weekend when it was posted. And it was um, very touching when I was reading that. And it's, it's something that as a father, when you realize these things could be happening to your kids, it does make you feel pretty helpless and also very angry and it's a lot of emotions that go through to try to coach and help a kid through a situation like that and there are some interesting comparisons that you're able to bring to the table um, besides that uh, there's something else I wanted to bring up to you real quick because I saw this on yeah. your Twitter feed so it's it's an anniversary date it's a, the 53 years ago today that famous Bigfoot video came out is that right absolutely almost everybody whether you are a fan of the paranormal or you are just watching television and you're flicking through the nighttime TV and you see a Bigfoot show, it always comes down to the 1967, or pardon me, 53 years. So, yeah, Yeah. 1967 uh, version of the Bigfoot incident in Bluff Creek. This was filmed by a gentleman, who, the late Roger Patterson, 
and Bob Gimlin, who just celebrated his 96th birthday recently. Okay, they were out looking for Bigfoot, and they were they had cameras around because they wanted to see if they could capture anything. And they're down in Bluff Creek in California, Northern California, and lo and behold, this female Sasquatch gets up from the river and walks across the riverbank, watching them, and walks into the forest. Mm-hmm. Now, this video itself, of course, controversial, but in general, in the community, is this widely believed as authentic, or some people believe this as not authentic? Some people will still agree or think that it is uh, non-authentic, that it is a hoax, okay? But the majority of the community believes that this is still the best piece of film we have of a Sasquatch. And the the detractors of this believe that it was an ape suit. They were looking to make some money off of this, okay? And, and if you saw them, okay, from the history that I have learned about Patterson and Gimlin, they were not very wealthy people, okay? They struggled less than paycheck to paycheck, and they just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Look, next to the Zapruder film of JFK being assassinated, this film of Patterson and Gimlin of the Sasquatch is literally the the second most broken down and analyzed video in the United States. And to this day, it causes controversy and debate. There's been Hollywood uh, special effects people who have tried to recreate this entire uh, movement of this creature. They have not done it successfully in many ways. Okay, there are people who have looked at this creature like I do and, 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 and believe that is 100% authentic. Here's why I think it's authentic. And it's going to sound funny, okay, but this is God's honest truth. We have to think of things in 1960s mode. In the 1960s mode, we were getting into the free love, going into the late 60s, and, and Woodstock, and, and make love, not war, okay? But the majority of society back then was still very, very kempt. They were very close. They were very, you know, I mean, they were still measuring bathing suits at that time. You know what I'm saying? And for Patterson and Gimlin, okay, This is the one critique that nobody can understand. If you look closely at the film, you will see that it is a female Sasquatch. How do you tell? Because there's actually breasts that are very visible on this creature. Now, if you go back to 1960s thinking, if they had, and this is my argument with it, if they had purchased an ape costume, I highly doubt, thinking of the way majority of people did in the 60s did, that they would take the time to say, well, let's sew a pair of boobs on this costume, just to make it a little (laughs) bit more funny. Nobody's going to do that, okay? But the problem is, the majority of people who are breaking it down, who do not believe that this is a real film, will sit there and say, oh, that was just because the suit was too big and it was uh, slinking on down. No, no. If you look closely at that film, you will see that 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 looks like some great surgery that a Hollywood doctor did. Mm-hmm. I thought I knew most things about this video. I just learned something new about it. I didn't. I didn't had no idea this whole other aspect to it. So yeah, some fifty three years ago, the video being recorded in California. Um, all right. So just for the sake of time, I want to make sure everyone knows that you do broadcast at night and you also post the podcast online. Spacedoutradio.com is probably the easiest place to get it. Right. 
Yeah, that's the easiest place to get our, our night before show. If you want to listen to any of our 900 episodes, you, all you got to do is go to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. We have it all free for anybody. So whatever you're looking for, monsters, true crime, ghosts, UFOs, aliens, we got it all there for you. And Ryan, it's always a pleasure to uh, share some airtime with you. You're a real pro and I really appreciate that you actually give us time to talk about some of these subjects. You're a class act, bud. Oh, I, I love talking with you. You're so good at what you do. And Dave Scott is the host. You can find him at spacedoutradio.com, social media too. Do a quick search for that. Thank you again for coming on tonight. Take care, my friend. Uh, he joins us on the Quiver River Electric guest line on Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Honestly, I don't know if I'm mature enough to talk about Bigfoot's chest. I That just completely caught me off guard. I've never heard that before about the old Bigfoot video. Yeah, did you know it was an anniversary date of Bigfoot, that very famous video? And he's probably right. I mean, if you think about the most famous videos of uh, ever being recorded, you have the JFK video, and then probably, yeah, I can see that's an argument for number two, most viewed video of all time. Probably even more than, like, what would be the number one YouTube video? Oh, Walking on the Moon's a big video, too. Yeah, a lot of people have seen that. But that was live for the most part, and this would have been something that would have been recorded and played back later. But I guess the JFK one would have been recorded and played back later, too. That wasn't live. Yeah, I I wonder. I'm sure there's some fans of Bigfoot talk out here. Should we talk more Bigfoot on the show? Uh, text in if you think we should. 314 314- Four three six seventy nine hundred. I've said this before, and I believe that Bigfoot has a chance of existing. Now, I don't believe in aliens, but I do believe there's a chance of a Bigfoot. And the reason for that is just, I think, the way that the universe is so spread out. Uh, I just don't think it's possible. Even if there were aliens, I just don't think it's possible not only to travel that great distance nor do I think it's possible to even communicate that great distance. So I, I just think like we, we're we pretty much alone. There's nothing else you can do about it. Uh, but Bigfoot, hey, you know, there could be things on this planet that we haven't discovered. We discover things all the time. If you think about the discoveries in the ocean alone, we haven't even mapped a, a wide majority of the ocean, and there's all kinds of different things that are living deep underwater that surprise us all the time. So, yeah, is there a chance that on this giant planet— there's something living that we haven't discovered the size of a Bigfoot? Yeah, absolutely. So I can see the Bigfoot thing panning out. I just don't know about that video. When I look at it, it's funny. Maybe I need to watch a documentary on it, or maybe I need to get Dave Glover back on the show. I know he's big into it. And Dave Glover from our sister station, 97.1, he talks about Bigfoot. He takes vacations to go Bigfoot hunting. He's so into it. He's convinced. I should take a cue from him. But I just don't do the alien thing. How about that? That old film they believe is a female Bigfoot because of its chest. And why would you go through the trouble of finding a female outfit is a good point. <laughs> when he said that, I didn't when he said that, I was just taken off guard because I've never heard that before. And sometimes I'm just uh, you know, I have the maturity level of a 16 year old at times. So it's kind of hard for me to keep it uh, together. So I wanted to go through the timeline of what could happen with Amy Coney Barrett's Supreme Court confirmation, which could happen on Monday. And it's set to actually start this weekend. So I had to go online, and there's a journalist by the name of Chad Pergram online, and he laid out exactly how this could work. He uh, covers Congress for Fox News, and this is what he says. 
Judiciary Committee will likely jettison the Barrett nomination to the Senate floor sometime after one o'clock on Thursday. The Senate can't start debate until Friday. And then on Friday, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell could file cloture to halt the filibuster on the nomination, which means that would delay it another day. So Saturday is the day where the nomination lies follow. And then the Senate can take a procedural vote on Sunday. It could happen as early as 1 a.m. Sunday if they really wanted to. I don't know why they would do that, but yeah, why not? And then McConnell established a new precedent, uh, he says, cutting off the filibusters. Uh, Mitch McConnell, 2007 precedent, lowered the bar to 51 yeas to end the filibuster, which I'm sure they'll have with the Republicans. And then after that, the Senate doesn't uh, conclude its procedural vote on Barrett until 2 p.m. Sunday. So the Senate could take a confirmation vote until 8 p.m. on Monday. So that's the next step. We could see a confirmation vote Monday to see Amy Coney Barrett be uh, moved to the next Supreme Court Justice of the United States. And I really, really, really hope that happens. I think she would be great. Anytime they do a poll, they mention that majority of Americans have no problem. In fact, they do like Amy Coney Barrett as the next Supreme Court pick. They think she's super qualified and belongs uh, there. And we would love to see it. I'm really hoping this plays out just like that. You know, it would be kind of fun. Do, do the Republicans want to force a 1 a.m. vote? <laughs> do they want to stay up that late? I don't know. <laughs> on a Sunday? That just seems a little weird. Who knows? Maybe by Monday night when we're on the show here on Overnight America, we could be covering some breaking news, maybe getting the first out when it comes to Amy Coney Barrett. All right, when we come back, I you, we could talk her if, if you um, have any reservations, problems with her pick, but I think she would be great few things I do want to get to. Another legal story that's out there, what has to do with the transcripts with the uh, Madame of Jeffrey Epstein. Maxwell uh, transcripts are set to come out on Thursday. This is pretty big. What's going to be inside of those? Whew, could be some really big names getting outed. And virtual learning. There's a company here in Missouri that accidentally, they say, released student data. Now, that is troubling to me considering that they are collecting things like this and holding it in a database. And we'll also talk about the Joe Buck and the Troy Aikman moment that got caught on tape when they were talking about flyovers. So we'll get to all these things. We are live up until midnight. So how about this? Give us a call. I'd love to hear from you. 314-436-7900. Did they ask Amy Coney Barrett her stance on Bigfoot? I don't know if I caught that part of the confirmation hearing. It's Overnight America KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael's Flooring Outlet.com. 
Welcome back to Overnight America. And part of Overnight America means we keep things flexible for you. If you want to call in, you can. You're welcome. You're invited. Do you really need an invitation? Do you need it to be more formal? I can write you a postcard and tell you it's okay or give you some sort of monopoly card that gives you the ability to get out your phone for free. 314-436-7900. That text line also works too, or 800-925-1120. Two things that we've seen so far uh, go through a couple of different processes. Ghislaine Maxwell, she is the associate ex-girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein. Sex offender, Jeffrey Epstein. In prison, Jeffrey Epstein. People still question the circumstances of his death in that prison, that Jeffrey Epstein. The one that has a private island, a jet, and likes to travel around and like to associate himself with underage women and some high celebrities and very rich people. That Jeffrey Epstein. So there was a deposition from apparently a couple of years ago. And part of this deposition from 2016 included information about a lot of very big names. Apparently, we don't know exactly, but the Ghislaine Maxwell is someone that for two days of depositions, it's funny because when I asked Brad Young about this earlier, he said he went 12 hours with someone who was about 1,500 pages. So if they went two days with her, could this be like a, I don't know, 3,000 page deposition of everything that went in now 2016 you're not that far removed from it could mean that she realized the days were numbered and over and this was her best chance in order to try to save herself as in give up the information and maybe it'll show some favor in the future maybe that when there are legal uh, charges up against her that did at least say that she cooperated and that could be something that could help her case so open it up and tell everything i wonder who's on there I, you know, I made this uh, prediction earlier. It may sound like a wild and irresponsible prediction, but I'm just going to throw it out there to be, just for the sake of throwing it out there. So uh, let's let's do the timetable. This deposition could be released by Thursday morning. Thursday morning is the day of the next presidential and the final presidential debates between President Donald Trump and Vice President Joe Biden. So as that is something that would very much damage um, a lot of the different people on that list that could be big time names in the Democratic Party. And I'm particularly looking at Bill Clinton, who has already been connected to Jeffrey Epstein many different ways. He's been connected to Jeffrey Epstein through just, uh, you know, beyond photos. Even we know that he has constantly come up in question of traveling and going to private locations that Jeffrey Epstein owns. We know that they had a friendship. Don't forget that they had, what a Jeffrey Epstein, that one photo that was taken inside of his mansion had Bill Clinton wearing the Monica Lewinsky dress sitting in a chair. I think, was he sitting seductively wearing high heels? What a strange thing to put up there, by the way. Jeffrey Epstein, by the way, is part of another piece of uh, deposition that was released. There was a woman who at the time underage was talking about being courted in a very uh, inappropriate way. Some of the different big names that she saw traveling with Jeffrey Epstein, associating with Jeffrey Epstein, names that include Bill uh, Bill uh, Clinton and Al Gore, among other different celebrities. But, you know, there's pictures of these uh, girls, underage girls, giving back massages at private locations and things. None of these are very good things. Now, imagine if she goes out under penalty of law and starts to talk about in more detail things that Bill Clinton has done in the past. What if this is something that comes out on Thursday? This looks terrible. 
Here is my wild conspiracy theory. And again, it's just, it's kind of wild. I believe that with this laptop deal with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, there could be some pretty legitimate concerns that could extremely damage the uh, the candidacy of Joe Biden. It could hurt him when it comes to this general election. I feel like the DNC is going to look at this and they're going to throw under the bus someone like a Bill Clinton or uh, any other big profile name in order to try to distract away from this laptop. Because the latest news on this laptop is that the FBI, they said it's the in their possession. And the big thing is the FBI now also confirming that the laptop is not part of Russian disinformation. One of the trademark things that you saw from Adam Schiff, a serial, I mean, serial liar when it comes to things like this. He said, oh, no, this is all right. Everyone in the intelligence agency says disinformation. The FBI came out and said, no, we concur. Uh, this is not part of Russian disinformation, as in uh, that has not been said or determined, and that is not true to say at this time. That's important. So you have national intelligence. You have the FBI, all of these things. Uh, Justice Department saying that this is not Russian you know, disinformation. So what does that mean? What if the things in the laptop start to be confirmed? What if there are connections, foreign entities, money going the way of Joe Biden? What if there's even other things on this laptop, illegal activities beyond drug use? What if it's, um, you know, underage girls, which is something the FBI is said to be looked in, looking into? One of the reports came out with that, too. So what if all of this comes back and it makes their candidate look really, really bad by association and by direct acceptance of monetary funds from foreign agencies? What if this comes out? What's the only thing that would be able to distract away from a Joe Biden at that point if they're still going to try to push him? What if uh, what if the DNC turns and throws Bill Clinton under the bus? It would have to be something that big. So that's my wild conspiracy theory. What if something like that happens on Thursday? 314-436-7900. Let's go to Jeff, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, thanks. Um, I just I don't know if you brought it up, but uh, the um, nomination, when you brought up the day when... Barrett's going to be not uh, kind of, uh, Yeah, it looks like they got the votes and she should be in. But yeah, the timeline we're talking about. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Monday on Hillary Clinton's birthday. <laughs> Isn't that great? I, I know yeah. that's not intentional, but I'm glad it just plays out that way. Yeah. Um, also, I sent you a thing from Newsbusters. Uh, you know who Chris Pratt is, the actor? I do, yeah. I've been trying to follow that online. There's been a lot of developments yeah. with him as of late. Yeah, the the people were jumping all over him online just because he didn't show up at some fundraiser for Biden. Yeah, so apparently a bunch of the Marvel superhero stars were invited and showed up, and they were campaigning for Joe Biden or whatever as part of this fundraiser. And uh, Chris Pratt just did, he uh, declined. He decided not to be a part of it. So well, he was, he's overseas crazy. filming Jurassic World. He's overseas filming Jurassic World three. So. Well, not even that, but the whole Internet went crazy. They said, well, that confirms that he's a white supremacist. He's a uh, he's a racist because he's not voting for Joe Biden. Immediately, that's what the Internet's conclusion oh, was. Yeah. Just goes to show you how lousy the Internet is. At least at least some of his co-stars have come out and defended him and saying, no, he's a great guy. All of this is unwarranted. Um, like yeah. Robert Downey Jr. and them, some of the people that have worked with him uh, in those Marvel movies. So I'm glad at least they came out. Because everything, all signs point to him being a good dude. Oh, yeah. And even the people who are far left, I mean, on, on his, uh, 
I mean, the left, the, like, uh, that, the guy who played the Hulk is defending him. Oh, yeah, he's super far left. His name is, um, I can't remember I can't name. pronounce it. Ra- uh, but, it's rad. Uh, I'll think of it, and I'm sure at the break it'll pop But anyway, the, I heard the thing about the Christmas movies you were talking about. With Hallmark. You, yeah, they put the, they put the uh, schedule out. Yeah, they're doing their first uh, same-sex couple movie this year. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I think I saw that on Twitter, but eh, I don't know. It's it, But part of the, the whole Hall, Hallmark thing is, like, I think people are just so ready for it. Um, eh, we'll see how it goes this year. I, well, anyway, that's, and there's a whole lot. Oh, also, one last thing about the laptop. Yeah. There's a whole lot of stuff that's being talked about online. I don't want to mention, but I just, just hope that's not all true. For, there's a lot of things. Anyone. Yeah. Not that right. I don't. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a Biden supporter or anything. I just hope it's not true because of uh, what it implies. Okay. Well, we'll we'll find out. I wonder what's going to be discovered and released. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate your call. Three one four four three six seventy nine hundred or eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. It's overnight America KMOX. This is Kevin Wheeler. Stay tuned this week as we look at five key storylines that will impact the upcoming Cardinals offseason. From veterans hitting free agency to the search for more offensive production. We'll have it all right here on your home for the Cardinals, KMOX. And Overnight America is live with you here tonight. You know, there's a text message that said, um, there's no credible evidence with this Hunter Biden stuff, and you know it. Nah, you know, there are... It goes back and forth. It's not like it's discredited and it's not bona fide that it's going to be 100 percent true yet. There's still a lot that needs to be discovered in this. But I don't think you can dismiss this, nor do I think you should dismiss this yet to to automatically take this and say, no, uh, it's coming from the same group of people that looked at this this uh, report that was on Donald Trump last election and were yelling and cheering like this is the thing. Look, he's a Russian spy. He's a Russian puppet. And this garbage continues to this day, this mindset, even after it was proven not to be true. So if you can't take a week of Hunter Biden and you're already out there crying about it, see, that's telling to me. But I think there could be something. I think that what well, here's what we know about Hunter Biden. There's a lot of things that would make you question why in the world was he traveling with his dad? as when he was vice president overseas. Why in the world would he be on a government trip? That's kind of interesting. Why are there photographs with certain people? And why can't we document Joe Biden with certain people? And he said he never met him. Why is that the case? Why is it that someone that has zero experience with a drug dependency and uh, would be able to have all of this influence and be able to be part of a high-paying board position on a foreign energy company? So what's up with that? What about all these other bits of money that's running around? Are we led to believe that this means nothing, that none of this is uh, worthy of looking into? I, I don't know. I don't think so. So when this laptop comes in, there have been certain things that have come out that have talked to its credibility. Part of it is the independent nature of some of the names on the emails have come out and said, yeah, this is true. There's other factors like the Department of Intelligence there. And the FBI also saying it's not part of Russian disinformation, both of them coming out and saying that. So that means that there could be some merit to some of the things in there. 
Um, and then there's the other side of it, the other side, which is, hey, we uh, could say that some of these things don't mesh up well, then, it, you know, some of this stuff doesn't make sense. Why in the world would, you know, he drop off a laptop and not come get it? Or, you know, why would this and that, you know, they question these receipts and other things. Apparently, there's other parts of this laptop, and I'm sure more information will come out. And I think the big determining factor is, what will the FBI release on this? If, if they're going to look into what may be on this laptop and try to look at it forensically, and it, can we confirm that this is actually legitimate, then that's going to be a huge part in at least making it so this thing gets the press that it deserves, because it's not getting nearly any press that it should get. Um so, for example, let's see, I was trying to find, where was, there was one report when it came to the use on social media. Well, no, it wasn't even that. Um, I don't have it in front of me. Maybe I'll try to find it, but I'll, I'll try to reiterate. When you look at all the evening news, you know, 50 some hours of ABC, CBS, NBC evening news. This is on the terrestrial television stations, the ones that do the nightly news. If the, over 51 hours of broadcast on these television stations i think that they in total the three of them might have mentioned this what 14 minutes of 51 hours so they're not even giving it even a little bit of airplay so i think if what you're trying to do is force it to go away because you don't want it to be true then that's not going to happen it's just not going to happen i think what you need is a definitive not true. And you can't trust an Adam Shift because I don't believe anything that comes out of his mouth after what he pulled during this whole uh, last investigation. So part of what we need is something a little bit more definitive. All we know is there's all these different pieces. Some of them fit. Some of them don't. There could be something of merit here. And keep it going. I'd like to know. Then again, Joe Biden um, in the DNC, what you've noticed, too, when directly asked about this, not only are they aggravated, but, you know, you can understand that. But some things they're not denying. So as a campaign, you would think it'd be easy to deny some of these things, but some things they're not. Oh, how about this other thing that is uh, questionable when it comes to it? So why is it as part of a inquiry for an investigation? I forgot what department it was. Uh, was it the, the Department of uh, Intelligence? Yeah, the DNI, Department of Natural, Unnatural, the Department of National Intelligence, as part of previous investigation, requested these documents that were re required for them to pull it over. So they were uh, they were um, subpoenaed for documents, and they had some documents come over, but it wasn't until after this laptop rolled in that they got the rest of the documents. And this is from an investigation previously put out. So why is it that during a discovery process where the um, where they're required to turn these things over, that it goes missing. But then finally, when we get other bits of evidence that this might exist, then oh, all of a sudden they just happen to magically find these documents. That was something that they mentioned before. That is weird, right? Would that indicate that there could be some truth or uh, credence to this? Yeah, there really could be. There's just a lot. There's just a lot to this Hunter Biden thing. And it's, it's polarizing in the sense that Right now, the New York Post who broke this story is still not allowed to post on social media. On Twitter, if you were to go to the New York Post page, what you'd find is that they haven't tweeted in many days. They're in, they have confirmed still that they're locked out, as in they're not allowed to use Twitter, uh, post anything new. And I don't know if it's because that they're trying to get them to do something, if there's a certain cooling off period or whatever it is. 
But even when you have social media entities that are trying to use this opportunity to block this story, as in if they are independent fact checkers with the absolute truth on this, that's not the case either. Uh, why do you think the uh, Facebook and Twitter would be able to know more than the FBI and the Department of uh, Intelligence? Why do you think that they would be able to determine that something like this is automatically ruled out, the social media networks, but the FBI can't? So that's dangerous too. All of these things going down, I'm more concerned about that than I am talking about this story and at least getting it out there. Um, 314-436-7900. You know, we talked about this the other night, too. If you want to call in and talk about this laptop, we can. we got one more hour left live on Overnight America, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.